Hello, hello, and welcome to For Book's Sake. I am Heather Roberts. I am Veronica Adams, and together we are 1852 Media. Yes, and we are having technical issues this morning. Oh, it's always something around here. <laughs> it's always here. something. Uh, we record on Fridays. Yes. I know that it drops on Fridays as well. But um, yeah, so it's always the end of the week. We're, just, <laughs> we're a little punchy by the time we get yes. to start recording. Yes, totally. <clears throat> but yeah. So welcome back for another fantastic episode of Veronica and I just chatting about the industry, the publishing industry that is. Yes. And today we're going to be talking about what does it all cost? If you are an indie author or you are an aspiring indie author. Or you're a trad trying to go hybrid for the first time. What does it cost? Uh, What should you be expecting when you are uh, jumping into this? And I should say, costs have risen quite a bit over the oh, past several years. They certainly have. Inflation has definitely hit the publishing industry in a big way, and it costs way more to produce a book now than it than it did in you know 2018, 2019. Uh, so, and you can cut costs in different ways, as and so we can dive into some of that. So, let's. I mean, let's start talking about it. I, I guess the first thing that you're going to have to look at is an editor. Yeah. Uh, Although (laughs) (laughs) I have seen some books where the editing was skipped or it was done in-house by the author who obviously was (laughs) emotionally invested in the story that was written rather than the quality of the final product that was published. It happens. You can skip this part. You shouldn't skip this part. If you're going to spend money on anything, you spend it on an editor. Editing. Yes. A good editor. Yes. A proof. Now you can then move on to proofreading and, and pay someone for mm-hmm. proofreading sure. and all of that. But you can also find people who are willing to proofread for you in exchange for a gift card or sure. potentially even do it for free just for a copy of a book. You have a street I, team, an art yeah. team, beta readers. Some of them may be skilled enough to proof for you after the editing is complete as well. Just as well. Yeah, absolutely. I was just going to say, I know some authors who have arc teams who essentially yeah. use that as, as proofers. Sure. Um, because they have people take on the team. Take all during the arc read process and incorporate yeah. that into the final edits. So it depends how you set it up, but sure. you definitely need a developmental editor. Yes. And you need somebody who is going to enhance your voice, not try to replace your voice. That's the biggest thing there. You don't want somebody who is trying to insert themselves into your I would your also title. recommend a copy editor if you can get both of those things done at the same time or in the same yes. place by the same person or the same team of people. Well worth it. You're, well you're going to spend some money on this for sure. Absolutely. But uh, a high quality final product will it makes a difference itself over time. Yes, Absolutely. So you want that editor. So what's what is a good editor cost? I mean, it can cost anywhere from several hundred dollars on the very cheap end, depending yes. upon length of book, yep. to several thousand dollars right. for a... I'm talking about like an average size yeah. uh, novel. I would say the average is probably a couple grand. Easily. Which so if you're seeing those prices and you have a little bit of a sticker shock, yeah. <laughs> I understand. But also they are doing really quality work 
for you. They should be anyway. They should be. That's why it's very vital that you find somebody who is good at what they do. Take recommendations from other authors. Look and see who they've worked with. You can always take a chance on someone new, but that is a gamble. It's a chance. An absolute gamble. And the pricing should reflect that risk that you're taking because you may have to go behind this person and hire someone with a lot of experience whose rates are going to be considerably higher or should be considerably higher based on their experience and the quality of their work. Right. So absolutely keep that in mind when you're bargain shopping and budgeting, mm-hmm. you, you absolutely can look for cheap, but with editing generally, you're going to get what you pay for. Yeah, it's very true. It's very true. So once you have the book edited and you're good there, now you want to move on to what a lot of people call the fun stuff, right? Like the cover. You want to, you got to find the cover. So covers can be created in a variety of different ways, okay? So you can go as simple as paying a cover artist. Well, you can go as simple as purchasing a pre-made cover for your book. Girl, you can go as simple as getting a free subscription to Canva and try well, to make your own cover. You can, but that I'm, you know, I'm talking about like a professional like level. Yes, oh, you can make giving, your are own we cover. Professional advice here. I've, <laughs> I've seen people make their own My covers bad. in Canva. You know, some people are adept at skills like that, and some people aren't. Well, and also, I feel like some people who come to indie publishing specifically are DIYers. I mean, obviously yes. you've written your own book and you're going to publish it yourself. Why wouldn't you DIY any or everything else along the way if you can figure out how to do it? I yeah. really appreciate that spirit, but I've seen some pretty bad covers turned out as a result of it. So I have, I yeah, I've, I've seen some good covers too. No, so for just, sure. Just for because, sure. yeah. It, it varies. It varies greatly. Um, you have to know your own skill set. Know, know if that's something that you can do. Look at the other covers in the genre in which you are planning to release this book yes. in and be like, can I do something like that? Does Does the thing that I made fit into this? Or is it a, which this one is not like the others? Like, which one doesn't belong? And also, if you have trusted <clears throat> people around you, yeah. Spouses, partners, friends, parents, siblings, street team members, beta readers, people that you trust. Ask them. Right. And be willing to accept some critical feedback. Yeah. And be okay with that. So, and okay. So if you've tried your hand at a Canva cover. Yes. Or whatever online design tool yes, cover. There are multiple out there. And you've decided that that is that is not your jam that is not something that you want to do yourself you can go and purchase a pre-made cover which a lot of cover designers have on their website pre-made covers for pretty cheap like 125 dollars. Yep. sometimes they run sales yep. and you can grab one for like 75 or 50 bucks depends on what you need if you're yeah. going to have print copies and an audiobook you need a cover specifically for those two formats yes so the image needs to be resized. Sometimes those pre-mades include that. Sometimes you pay extra to get those particular versions of the image resized. But yeah, 100, 125, 150, somewhere in that range to start for yep. a pre-made. I have seen some pre-made packages approach 500 in that range. Yes. 
But those are usually really depends on what it is. Right. I was going to say, if you're doing a a fantasy pre-made where there's been a lot, a lot of work done on that cover, it's going to be at the higher end. It's going to be 500 probably for a pre-made of that because fantasy covers just are not easy to do. There are so many layers that are required from the design standpoint. Mm -hmm. It's not something I've made a lot of covers. I don't make fantasy covers. It's I'm, I don't have that level of skill set. It's not my, it's not my forte. Um, It's not something I I spend a little time in Photoshop. I don't spend a lot of time in Photoshop and you really do need some excellent Photoshop skills. Yes. To nail a fantasy or romanticy cover. Absolutely. To make it have that soft and, feel and yeah. make it all feel real and even some paranormal covers too. Yeah. When it when you start moving into sort of that science fiction, mm-hmm. fantasy, paranormal yeah, world. When you get out of the contemporary lane and you're starting to move yeah. to those for sure. Your covers are going to get more expensive because yeah. they would just require more work, um, more manipulation. Mm-hmm. So don't be surprised if you're writing a romanticy and you go to get a pre-made cover and it's not $125. Right. It's probably right. not going to be. Your mileage may vary on this. Yes. But, I mean, with that in mind, if you're going to shell out several hundred dollars for a pre-made because you're writing in one of these genres that requires a much more detailed and layered image, mm-hmm. you can also look into commissioning a custom cover too. Something yes. that is specific to you and that you will always only have the rights to. Right. And so that that's the thing with a pre-made cover, they're mm-hmm. they're using stock imagery, right? Yep. Now with a custom cover, they're they very well may be using stock imagery, but sure. this design is made specifically for you. So no one else is gonna have it. It's it's just your design. Yep. Those covers, when you're going to a, for a custom cover, I think the average contemporary romance ebook only cover is around 250 now. Yeah. With the paperback full wrap included and all that, somewhere around the 350 400 range. That sounds, that sounds very close to me for sure. Yeah, somewhere in there, um, depending upon your designer, right? Mm-hmm. So don't be surprised if you see those numbers. Now, Romantasy or anything more detailed and intricate that you're wanting, those prices are going to be... There's more time involved. There are more elements involved in the design. You're going to pay more for them. Or if your designer has a very good reputation in the industry and has a very, you know, doesn't have a lot of slots open, and they're they're likely going to be charging at the higher end, $750, something like that. The more experienced and more in-demand a designer is, the more you're going to pay to work with them. Right. So I think about some of the designers in the industry who really are top notch and yeah, they are, but you're going to pay for that. You're going to pay for the privilege to work with them. There's nothing wrong with that. They're they're You're paying for their experience and skill in what they do. So just understand that if you're going into it of of what you're going to pay for that. One thing I will say is how, how do you know if you're being scammed, right? Well, if the person, I had a client who paid, you know, $750 for a science fiction cover, which is fine, right? Like the price yeah. is not like, it's not terrible. It sounds a little high to it's, me, but it's like a little for high. everything included, I don't see a problem with it for ebook, it's, full yeah, wrap ebook and, and full and wrap. Audio. Yeah. It was yeah. ebook and full wrap. Okay. So fine. Okay. The problem was, well, one, this designer sent the client the Amazon link 
to pull their own cover template for paperback. No. If you are paying someone $750, a cover artist, they should be able to pull their own templates to make the proper paperback size. Full stop. Full stop. You as the author should not be pulling any templates. No, never. Period. Ever. For that. Now you have to tell them how many book pages, you know, it is. Right. You want cream print. Do you want cream or white pages? Like what? You get the ISBN. Like there are all sorts of things you got to set up for that. But But pulling the template is not one of them. So I was very put off by that. And then this designer also drug their feet to the extent that we missed our entire release window that we were planning to release this. It was a collection. We were planning to release release the collection. All because the designer didn't have the cover ready. And we couldn't release it. And I imagine that the ebook cover was ready. And I begged for the ebook cover. And that wouldn't be released until the paperback was done. It was this whole thing. Even though the author had already paid, this is not a a person I would choose to work with again. Zero stars. Yeah. I mean, the design, fine. I'm not, I'm not begrudging the design work. It's the level of personalism is just completely lacking. Correct. It's the other stuff. And the designer, the author hired me to help facilitate. I mean, we were hired. I was asked to come in and help facilitate the end of this to, to wrap this up because the author felt that they weren't getting anywhere. Oh my God. So I went in and said, Hey, the author has hired me to help deal with this. Right. What do you need? Let me get you what you need, et cetera, et cetera. And then the designer kept taking me off responses and would only respond to the author. Red directly. flag. Red flag. Yeah, major red flag. So I had to send a message to the designer and say, please stop taking me off your replies to the author because I have been hired for this specific purpose. The author does not have the bandwidth to deal with this right now for whatever reason. That's not the designer's business. And um, what you're doing is very disrespectful. To the author and, you know, this relationship. Well, it's highly unprofessional. It's- I cannot tell you how many times I have been included in a cover design email thread for one reason or another. And never have I had a designer among the folks who are relatively well-known and have established reputations for being professional in the industry. Never have I had a communication issue like that. No. Never. It's just wild. So if you find yourself in a position and this author was like, is this normal? Because this author does not have a lot of experience, which is why I was hired. Right. And I'm like, no, this is not normal. This is a big red flag. We know this is terrible. (laughs) So if you're in that situation, you're wondering, is this normal? Um, And you're finding these sort of red flag feelings. Mm -hmm. It's probably you trust your gut. It's not normal. It's not normal. Everything should be very professional above board. There should be timelines laid out. Oftentimes the designers themselves ask for the timeline. Like, when do you need that? Like, when is this going to happen by? Because they want to make sure that you have what you need before you need it. And they also need to be able to fit in your project in their current book of business and make sure that they can deliver by your due date. They, 
the majority of them don't want to end up getting some sort of bad press or review for failing to meet your deadlines because you guys didn't discuss them in detail up front. Exactly. It's just a standard part of what they do is to make sure that they can deliver because they may not take the job if they can't fit you in. Exactly. Based on when you need your cover. So just things to think about if you are searching for a cover artist. Yep. So, yeah. So, okay. So there's a third, there's another level to cover this. Oh, here we go. So (laughs) you can go extra, extra and you can get, well, there's a couple different levels. So you can purchase an exclusive image for your cover. And I have many clients that do that. Um, I'm sure it's a very popular thing. It's a very popular thing to do. Um, There's plenty of photographers in the industry who sell exclusive images uh, for the purpose of putting them on your book cover. And you can purchase one of them Uh, to purchase one of those images. The image itself is going to be mm, maybe $900 to a thousand now. Yeah. Yeah. The prices have gone up um, for sure. So I'd say probably budget around 900 to a thousand dollars for that image. And, um, some depending upon just like in any other industry, depending upon who the photographer is, the image could be more expensive than that. Uh, then you also then have to pay the cover designer as well to use that image in the cover. So now we're looking at, let's say you got a great deal for a full wrap and ebook at $500 and you have a thousand dollar cover photo going in. So now it's a $1,500 cover that you have now you have to get the book formatted (laughs) well i should say we we have another layer of the cover thing if we really wanted to go super extra you can pay a photographer to host their own photo shoot yes for you have a custom shoot done with the models you want specifically for you you're going to pay a modeling fee in addition to the photographer's rate, plus you're going to buy the license for the photo. Like it, it gets super, it's going to be several thousand dollars at that point. And you might pay for travel, you know, right. Absolutely. Depending on how it all goes, unless there's like an event coming up where everybody's going to be together and you can get something set up during that time. Generally speaking, you're probably going to have to cover those costs too. And then there is the custom illustration too. Oh yes. Oh yes. Who is looking to do not, photography or still life or anything like that, or an object cover, but you want an illustration, which has become very popular in the last handful of years, you're going to shell out probably a thousand dollars or more for custom illustration. I would say. Yeah. Well, especially hand-drawn if it's not vectors, it's, if it's not manipulation of vectors and we're talking hand-drawn. Yeah. Easily. Which is why a lot of, you know, people are like, Oh, well, I want to do all of these special editions, you know, hard covers and custom yeah. covers. Like that's great, but like this is not a cheap proposition. You have to make sure that you're going to be able to make it on the back end uh, to be able to do these custom covers that you want to do. I know some authors are doing custom covers just for certain book signings now. Yes. Yes. Which is wonderful, but also expensive. So things, things to think about. I know you want to do all the things as an author, but sometimes you have to pick and choose when you're, you know, just entering the industry. If you don't have a big capital bankroll behind you, 
But yeah, so now moving on to formatting. Yes. Now, now we're formatting this yes. book. We have theoretically written the book. It has been edited, hopefully professionally. It now yes. has a suitable cover for its genre that is within budget. Mm-hmm. We need to format that manuscript so that it is ready to be read on whatever device it finds itself on. Yes. Or printed appropriately by whatever printer you're going with. Right. So like all the other things, there's options here. For sure. And you can do very simple ebook and paperback formatting. Um, I think you Amazon, if you upload it to Kindle, they can like sort of format it for you. If you do a Word document, I do not recommend doing that. Uh, your formatting is going to come out wonky. It's go- it's going to be wonky. Just straight up. It's free. So it's going to be wonky. You get, <laughs> so you get what you pay for. You get what you pay for. You can pay somebody to do your formatting for you. Very simple ebook and paperback formatting. That's going to run you mm, for, it depends on how many formats you want it in, right? Uh, so if you want it in ebook, uh, hardback, and paperback, um, am I missing anything? Large I could, print, maybe. Large print, something like, yeah. If you're if two, three to four formats or two to three formats, it can run you mm, 350, 300, somewhere around there. Very average cost of that. Now, you can also get fancy. And you can start inputting images in chapter headers. Yes. You can make your book look really pretty, even yeah. in ebook, with different glyphs and custom images and headers and footers and all sorts of stuff. Scene breaks and all kinds of things. And in the paperback, especially, you can put, you know, images behind chapters yeah. and you can do a lot of, um, you can do image header titles there totally. and really make things beautiful in in the in the paperback as well. That's going to run you a lot more. Because, you know, people are having to do more manipulation with your book in order to get it to be what you want it to be. Well, and in the software programs that are available for this, it is considerable more trouble and will take a lot more time to fancy up the formatting than to just do a very basic, clean look. Right. Now, you yourself, this is something I actually recommend. If you are planning to make this a career, you need to purchase vellum. Sure. Excuse me. You should own, you should learn how to format books and you should own that. Now, if you want to farm out um, and outsource the the print formatting um, to make them pretty and fancy, that's fine. But to make ebooks, you should have the ability to make all of your own ebook formatting. I, I firmly believe this because you need to keep updating them. You can't just do an ebook uh, format once and be like, I'm done forever. You need to keep updating that back matter with the new books that you write, with um, updated, maybe an updated bonus epilogue. Maybe your newsletter link has changed. New social media stuff. Yep. All the things. New bio. Maybe you want to lead it to a new book because you're having a book bub on this other book that links and you want to update the back matter for this prior book. You need access to be able to make those edits to your back matter. 
period. Otherwise, you're going to be Great paying point. somebody. Every time you need Every change. time. Yeah. And for marketing purposes, there will be a lot of instances, just like Heather listed off, where you strategically need to change or update what's going on in that back matter. Right. So buying vellum, I'm not sure the current price of vellum. I think yeah. it's around $200. Could have, it, price has probably gone up. I don't know. Perhaps you could do a quick Google search. But it's going to be several hundred dollars. We'll call it that. You can only run vellum on Mac OS. Yes. So there's that. But I do know people who have been able to, on the PC, run vellum through a different, like there's a workaround for PC users. So you can still run vellum. It's just a, yeah, there's a workaround. Like a tech partition or something. Weird. I be- something. Yeah. Vellum for ebook only is $200. Okay. And Vellum Press that includes the ability to do paperbacks is two fifty. Very reasonable. That price, let me just tell you, that is very reasonable because that price has not raised in many years. And they probably could raise it. And they they're not. So kudos to you, Vellum, for that. Uh, I highly recommend Vellum. There are other programs as well. I just think that Vellum is the prettiest and the easiest user interface to work with. Um, there's what Atticus. Yes. There's which I've heard mixed things about. Then again, I hear mixed things about Vellum too, based on some of sure. tech savvy. Yeah. If you're a Windows user like I am, getting Vellum and learning the Mac environment could be. A, a pain in your neck. Absolutely. It's still, still going to be worth it though. Yeah. I mean, to be able to have access to all of your books and just yeah. easily create that arc copy, you know, when it's done, mm-hmm. you can create your own arcs. You don't have to rely on anyone else. Yeah. It's, it's really wonderful for that. So anyway, highly recommend that. So now you have your book formatted. Where are we at on like cost tally wise for average book? I would Ooh, say. Oh, good Lord. We, are we doing an average here? I think we should do like an average. Okay. So we're going to pay a couple thousand for good quality editing. So we're, let's just say two grand there by the time yeah. we're edited and proofread and ready to publish. Let's just do a, let's just do a uh, stock photo. Okay. So we're doing a, what, like a $200, $250 cover with stock and ebook and paperback. Yeah, I would say. Well, let's let's bump it up to like three fifty four. Okay. So we're right. twenty four hundred bucks. Okay, twenty four hundred bucks. Now you formatted. Let's say fifty. Yeah, twenty seven fifty. So you're already like almost three grand into this book. Yep. And you haven't even released it yet. Yep. <laughs> so at least the book part is done, right? Yeah. Now you have to start thinking about marketing and advertising. You have to start thinking about the price point of your book. What are you going to charge for this thing? Um, so that's, it's a lot more choices, right? And you can continue going down different paths and you have to find what's, what's best for you. I would say marketing wise, you can do a lot of your own marketing, just like all these other things. You can do a lot of this stuff yeah. yourself. The question is whether you have the bandwidth or the ability or the skill set or the time or, you know, all of those things to do it, to learn how to do it. It's like anything else. It's like if if your sink breaks in your house, can you fix it yourself? Yeah, I could. 
do I know how to? Right. Mm, not really. I could watch a YouTube video and probably figure it out if it took, you know, time-wise, it took me long enough. Or I could just pay some guy to come in who knows how to do it and fix it and pay him several hundred dollars and buy. You know, that's, it's the same thing in this industry, just like any other industry. I know, terrible analogy, but. <laughs> right, but so you have to learn how to fix the sink. You have to take the time out to watch the tutorial, to go to the store for the parts you need. And then, right. of course, there's the impact that not having your sink is going to have on your day-to-day life. Like, are you going to be able to prep meals and wash dishes and do all of the things that your family needs you to do with a functional sink that isn't functioning while you're doing all the work that's required to fix it? I mean, yeah. It's, it's a cost benefit analysis for some correct. people. The self-help route learning to do it themselves is absolutely the way to go. And for other people, it makes more sense to delegate it. Yeah. So you have to decide what you want to, what you want that to be. Yeah. And marketing wise for, let's say this is your first ever book. You have to be understanding that this book is probably not going to break even. Yeah. You're not going to be breaking even till probably several books in. If that like maybe five. Because it really requires you to, unless you have some breakout success, which is always possible. For sure. But it, it it requires a lot of effort to get your name out there, to get readers to come into you, to take a chance on you, which is why KU is so popular yeah. because the reader investment is low. Yeah. It's yeah. very low. Right. And so that's why they're willing to try new authors in KU. Um, so if you are a brand new author, that's something that you want to think about. If you're a more established, say, trad author going looking to go hybrid, you have a brand name, you have followers already, you have readers. So you don't have to worry about that level of, an, of investment. Yes. You're probably going to make your money back very quickly. And you're going to be very excited because you're going to be making more money um, than you ever have on a book right. um, if you're previously only been trad. So... You have to think about those things um, with that. But marketing wise, you can pay for marketing. Obviously, that's what Veronica and I do. That's what we do. That's what we do. Um, and we help clients walk through all of these steps as well. You know, figure out what is best for their brand. What can you afford right now? What can you build on in the future? And what's going to be the best move for you right now? What makes the most sense? Yeah. Because we recognize not everybody has, you know, just this, you know, piggy bank. Stacks of cash. Yeah. (laughs) It's just free flowing. Yeah. So you have to figure out how to make your money work best for you. And marketing is not advertising. And advertising is not marketing. No. They're very different things. Advertising is you are paying per click, per view, per impression for... X amount of time for your book to go, your whatever it is, your ad to go out to people. You're getting display impressions. You're getting something, yeah, measurable. Some type of measurable, measurable reaction. Whereas marketing is everything surrounding your book. I mean, how how are you talking about your book? The packaging of the book, the tagline, yeah, um, all of that. It's the promotional, yes. 
It's the promotions that you're doing for your book. It's what you- avenues are you exploring for getting the word out about it beyond that paper, whatever advertising, click, impression, display, right. et cetera. Which can include sending books out to promoters, reviewers, influencers uh, before the book releases to get advanced review copies. Um, it can include you talking about it on social media, be it TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, whatever it is. It can be, you know, asking people to share your your items. It can be putting it out in your newsletter, getting newsletter signups. I mean, marketing is is very it, in the book world uh, encompasses a variety of things for sure. So. Podcast appearances, podcast appearances, yes. Speaking engagements, you know, I. It, not enough authors, I think, get out and try to do those sorts of things. Very true. Yeah. Very true. All sorts of opportunities. And you also have to look at what is going to give you the most views, right? Like with the most, if your time is limited, you have to figure out where you yeah. can best use your time right. to make it the most effective. You also need to know who your average reader is. What's your reader yes. demographic? Because that'll help you identify how to use your time marketing to reach the most of those people. Absolutely. For your investment, whether it's a financial investment or an investment of time and energy. Right. Or both. Or all three, I should say. If your average reader is 45 to 65, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be on TikTok every day. Nope. I, that doesn't I mean, mean don't try TikTok. Yeah, but that doesn't means, mean that. Yeah. It means play with TikTok, but don't make it the primary focus. You know, there are some mature readers on BookTok. Do not get us wrong. Yeah. But are the majority of mature readers on TikTok? No, they are not. No. So you play with that app and you yep. try to reach a new audience. For sure. By being on that app. Because, you know, just because that's who your audience is now doesn't mean that that's who your audience is going to be in the future. Right. So, but well, you and also, also the folks who are in that audience now are eventually going to be in your audience someday. So right. make them aware of your books and your brand. Correct. Um, but I wouldn't throw all of your eggs in that basket. Yeah. If your current readership is of a different age range, that is just the majority. Just had this conversation with a client yesterday. Did you? <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Just had this conversation yesterday. But yeah, it's you have to know your reader. You have to know who are you marketing to, mm-hmm. and also what are your books like. If your books are sweet and um, or historical mystery, where mm-hmm. they have like tea and and things like that. You should be leaning into that with your marketing. Yeah. I mean, go on TikTok with a full tea set in front of you and start sipping tea. I mean, lean into it. Be be your book. Anyway, (laughs) you don't have to be that sort of, you know, outlandish, but. Take a friend to high tea and record it. Right. Exactly. You can do so many things. You can just show yourself pouring tea. And talk about your book. Like there's levels, right? I went to the most extra, but you know, <laughs> you can do anything. My point is find something about your book and lean into it, but be mindful, please, of copyright infringement issues. You can't take, if you are writing a sports romance, you cannot take an image of a professional sports team and use your book language over top of it and and push that out that's that's copyright infringement. well you can do that but you're 
video is going to be taken down by TikTok <laughs> and there may be legal penalties, including I mean, you could do anything, <laughs> all sorts of financial issues that you may run into as a result of doing that. But um, yeah, you know, just, just you shouldn't be aware. do that. Best should, practices. Best practices. Yeah. Stay stay away from those types of things. Um, it's only going to get you in trouble later. Using someone else's brand to elevate your own without their express written permission is probably illegal. Yeah. Like, I literally laughed out loud. I know this is not book related, but it's TikTok related and, and this related. <laughs> there was a girl. That makes it book related. Yeah. Okay. There was a creator on TikTok who had a, she made, she made shirts and sweatshirts and things like that. Right. She had designs that she created. She posted, she was, she had this whole TikTok where she posted her design and then this other company's design that obviously had stolen her design. Right. And she was just complaining about that. They had stolen her design here and here and here and here. So then I started looking at the designs and they were all Taylor Swift lyrics And I was like, wait, 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 wait. So you're telling me that you stole Taylor Swift's lyrics and to profit off of her work. And now you're mad that someone stole your designs and is profiting off of your work. Make it make sense. Make it make sense. So audacity, the audacity. People are like, you should sue. And I'm just like laughing. Like the court's going to be like, yeah, no, you, you're you're telling on yourself like you can't (laughs) there's no copyright that can be made on other material that's already copyrighted oh bless bless side side note i keep seeing creators makers not necessarily like not not book related stuff right but like people selling unlicensed merch like that right like using other people's art or logos or likenesses yeah selling knockoff version of name brand products like all Mm -hmm. of that stuff it's it's just you can't do it you're not supposed to do it some people are getting away with it specifically though selling this is not legal advice but selling copyrightable like i'm sorry selling selling trademark material dupes if you will yes. straight up dupes that you are trying to pass off as the original yes that are literal counterfeit items yes can get you sent to jail yes did no one watch orange is the new black i mean that is what she did the one the one mom like you know she sold the jeans yeah you can that's real you can go to real jail <laughs> for doing that this is not just like a fun online business yeah things things not to do federal too like that's federal prison yes Mm ma'am which may or may not be better than state prison depending on where you're at but true enough but still not a case you want to find yourself having to deal with so please be careful about what you produce and this this actually goes to book creators who are it one hundred percent does. Think about yeah. all the scandals that there have been about things related to using yeah. the likeness of celebrity and other yeah. infringement and intellectual property taking problems. And if if you're in this right. community, and if you're taking book merch, if you're doing book merch, yeah. which I love book merch, who doesn't? Right, and you're using a quote. Or something from an author's work, I hope you have that licensed. Make yeah. sure that you get it licensed. Yeah. Authors are generally very willing to let you license their work. Yeah. 
because it's extra advertising and promotion for them. For sure. They want that to be out there. No, so, that's, you're an author out there listening and you do not want makers and creators using your intellectual property by taking book quotes and character likenesses, churning out their own designs and profiting off of the things you've created. By all means, do what you need to do to protect yourself and your intellectual yeah. property. There's no one right or wrong way to handle this particular scenario. Well, I think specifically right now, there's a, a big question or uh, people have been talking about these, um, the sprayed edges of books, yes. right? Sprayed so edges. So popular right now. So, so popular. hot right now. <laughs> so hot right now. So sprayed edges. I love how we've turned this into a legal conversation, but now <laughs> sprayed we've edges. Also we've also touched on Taylor Swift. So like, I know, I know. The door is open. It's Friday. It We're just running with it. Sprayed edges um, are wonderful. So if, if you as a maker buy a book and spray the edges and um, or do some type of nondescript design mm -hmm. on the edges and then resell that book, that is completely legal, at least from my hypothetical scenario here yes. that I'm sta stating. However, if you as the maker take that book and start putting lyric or not lyrics, but quotes from the book on the edges or silhouettes of people who are meant to be the people in the book representative of the characters in the story some type of something representing the story now you've crossed over the line into the using someone else's intellectual yes. property creatively to profit without a license correct. which is usually illegal correct so if you are doing something like that, you have to be very careful as to what you are doing, yeah. lest you fall find yourself uh, at the recipient end of a cease and desist, which I had heard was going on, uh, that that was something that had happened in the industry recently. And rightfully so, because they the author is attempting to protect their own intellectual property. But you've touched on something that I think we can use to get back to the idea of what it all costs, yeah. which is these really pretty prints that that have become so popular in the mm -hmm. last, I don't know, what, two or three years? It started with, like, the discreet cover. Yeah. Steamy romances. You see it all the time. You get a shirtless guy with a fabulous set of abs on him, like maybe with or without the heroine or his love interest, if it's a male, male romance. Yeah. And that just screams, this book is spicy, right? <clears throat> so enter the discreet cover, which is just an alternate cover to the original cover, right? Yeah. And this is, to me, this is more of a merchandising thing than anything else, right? You, you we've determined that you're in for what? almost three grand at this point on yeah. getting the book ready for publication. Absolutely. And being ready to hit that publish button. And then you have all of these options for selling alternate cover copies. Yeah. Alternate print copies The you know, the alternate ebook, the alternate paperback, the yep. alternate hardcover, the you go the foil. <laughs> Sprayed edges, foil. I believe KDP now offers uh, paper, colored paper. Like, yes. It's on, you know, colored pages that you can order through them. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure other printers are doing this too. But 
colored pages, so many ways to dress up the actual print versions of the book. And you have to remember though, that these all, these are tiny little things that eat into your margin. So the price is going to, the end user price is going to have to be higher, right? For the consumer, uh, which is fine. Right. But you have to remember that when you're pricing out your titles Mm -hmm. or you're doing a Kickstarter, you're doing whatever you have to remember that it's not going to be the, the regular, Right. Paperback price. There's, there is no way you can sell a foiled <clears throat> hardcover special edition for 20 bucks or the same price yeah. as your paperbacks. Yeah. Your, your everyday bulk print run paperbacks. No, you're probably going to have to sell them for, for double. Yeah. Maybe triple. I was going to say maybe 60 bucks in yeah. order to easily easy to make any sort of profit back on that. Uh, make them worthwhile for you to even do them. Yeah. I but, was just talking to somebody about the margins on their special edition hardbacks that they're working on now. Yeah. Earlier this week. And uh, the cost to have those produced is probably in the 20 to 30, maybe even up to $35 range per unit. Right. And they have minimum orders. Yeah. So you can't just order one. This is not right. a print on demand situation. Right. So if you're probably ordering a hundred so Easily. now that's 3500 that you've purchased. So you need to yeah. make your, excuse me, uh, your money back on that yeah. pretty quickly. Yes. And your margin should be at, at least 40% because you also have to remember you're, you have to calculate in taxes. Mm-hmm. You have to calculate, uh, you know, other factors. For sure. Or what are you putting that in? Are you selling it at a, a book signing event where you're just going to hand it to the consumer? Do you have to mail it out so you need shipping materials and boxes? Right. Or is it part of a Kickstarter and you don't even know how much money you're making <clears throat> until you're fully funded and right. the Kickstarter campaign has closed? Like, is it a book box? Are you know? It's just so many factors that you have to consider when you're yep. doing the math on that and deciding what to charge. Absolutely, and it's a significant investment up front. So if you're planning on doing anything like that, you can add easily a few thousand up to several thousand dollars for these special edition features. Cause right. you got to go back and, and have the covers redesigned too, right? Yeah. Like they're special edition. <laughs> they, they had to be a special edition. So now we're back to the beginning of the cover right. design. You're probably not going to foil that stock photo you bought for the original cover design. Probably not. I probably mean, I guess not. you could, but. And honestly, that would be sort of interesting to see, but right. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of cost to this industry. There is a lot of cost. You can though also make a lot of money uh, sure. in this industry. Sure. So just because you've, you know, you paid for all of these special editions and, and things like that. I'm being told that they are selling really, really well at yeah. book signing events. They seem to be in very high demand, at least in the, in the events. And yeah. some authors are doing very well selling them uh, direct. Yeah. Too. On their websites and things like that, or TikTok shop, et cetera. Part of, uh, Patreon and Ream subscriptions and things like right. that. Discord servers, all of the things that are available. So that you need to think about it and think about where you're going to be selling these things. Mm-hmm. And make sure that there is an audience for what you're selling before you start investing $3,500 in, you know. Well, and also consider where where are you at in your brand too? Would it be better to use that $3,500 for some advertising instead of investing in an alternate cover to merchandise the book? You know, beyond the original version. It might not be. It really depends, right? And so that's 
yeah, that's something that you have to really decide yep. where to best use your funds. For sure. So. And you will need some funds because it, it's unfortunately not cheap to, you can do this cheaply, yes. but the chances of success, because frankly, you're not supposed to judge books by the cover, but people do. People do. It's, this is a very saturated them. industry now. It's 100%. very saturated. 100%. So in order to make yourself stand out in this industry, it you have to do it in a way that almost makes you blend in. I know that sounds weird, but you have to do it in a way that makes it look like you've been here a long time already, yes. that you it are happens. already established, that you know they can trust you and your brand. And if you they see- polish. Right. If they see something unpolished, if your book is unpolished, they're you're going to get crucified for it in the in the reviews. And reviews are for readers. That is what people do to find a lot of people to find their next book. They go and look yeah. at the reviews. So, all things to think about <laughs> in this wonderful industry. Yes. So, all righty. Well, thank you all for coming to listen to yes. Veronica and I's TED Talk on what is the publishing industry cost right now to be indie. <laughs> Among other things. <laughs> Among other things. And I love that we threw Taylor in this time because we didn't we, recently. We, we, yeah, there has been a dearth of Taylor references the last couple of episodes. So. I know. So finally get back to that. And then there's a Pro Bowl weekend. The Super Bowl's next weekend, right? Yeah. Go Taylor's boyfriend, I guess. I think when uh, this drops, actually, the Super Bowl will be happening the, this weekend. So we, go Taylor's we'll boyfriend. <laughs> All right. Until next time.